It's 5.01. It's been a long day, and we have lots to say. Yeah, we're just two young professionals having genuine conversations with no filters. So if you had the stuff to say at work, but you couldn't, that's why we're here. So check us out. Yeah, man, check us out. If you're new to the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at bougiebowtie and professord4 underscore. So let's have a real conversation. Let me tell you how I really feel. All right, let's get it. I'm a one young, one young. We are here again. Hello, everyone. This is episode 10 of the 501 Talk Series. I am again D4 with my main man, Charlie Charles Rodnusen. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are excited to be able to say that we've stuck to something and we have 10 episodes under our belt, and this will be our final episode of our first season. What does that mean with two guys just trying to start a podcast and create a conversation? That means that we've capped out on what we can say until we have to take some time and, uh, you know, take some time away from it, learn, adapt some new things into the next season. So we hope to come back again in the fall. People are a lot of commuting, a lot of driving. So hopefully there's some time to listen to the 501 Talk series. But, yes, we're excited about season one. Charlie, how are you feeling? This is crazy, man. Like, we we try to figure everything out in terms of just – figuring out how to record, figuring out where to meet, figuring out, you know, just how to get all this together. And then, you know, like we just close our eyes and 10 episodes later, like here we are. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like this is like our fourth place that we've recorded. This might be like the most official one. We kind of have a booth where I'm staying at right now. So hopefully the sound quality is as good as it's ever been. So, yeah, I kind of looked at this episode as maybe just a recap, man. Like we've sat in our offices like yo what what can we do we have a great conversation um we've learned from people we've explored different ideas we've gotten feedback and i just kind of wanted to recap the um the first season and just kind of go over what we learned what some of the things that we've experienced and uh, kind of going from there like how's what's season 10 i mean episode 10 looking like for you i think it, it's very much like that and, and i think you know being able to see how now it's transformed into us impacting other people you know other mm-hmm. people are talking about us other people are mentioning like hey you know check check you out really good you know provide us some feedback and i think it's really giving us a lot of motivation to just keep doing this because we love it and then other people are vibing with it and it just makes it that much more real absolutely so i mean i i could kick it off going into some uh, topics as far as like under the umbrella of recapping so to say but is there anything else that you wanted to bring up before we went into anything yeah i want to fucking rant <laughs> if, if i can this is what we get built for what happened what happened so this morning um <laughs> this is it's a saturday we're, we're a saturday right now so of course you know having having after working uh you know five day a week you know, eight to five, 40 hour week, just want to relax, you know? And, and mm-hmm. I like to sleep in um, during the weekends actually. Like, and, and for me, sleeping in isn't like super late. I'm not going to wake up at like noon, but just being able to sleep in until like eight is nice. I didn't even get to fucking do that. And, and the reason why is because these <laughs> fucking neighbors that I can't w- identify exactly where they live in our complex, but they're there. And I can guarantee you every single weekend, they're arguing about something. Mm. And, you know, the, the the girl's crying, the guy's yelling, and the door's slamming, and it's just, it's chaos. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the thing that, that, that bugs me is, like, you know, like, that's fine. Like, that's your home. You, you do whatever you want to do. But for, for me, when I'm impacted by that, it sucks just because 
every time I wake up from sleep, I can't go back to sleep. I'm just, I'm just a light sleeper. Right, okay. And so as soon as that happened, I'm like, well, let me try to lay here. I'm trying to go back to sleep. And then as I'm getting close, I hear the dog barking. I was like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> just as I was getting about to close to sleep, this guy wants to go for a walk. All right. So I go take him out for a walk. He goes pee and all that stuff. I come back. All right. Let's try to go to sleep. And I hear yelling again. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, uh-huh. and, and if I can relate this to anything, like, I, I literally felt like I was back in college where it's just mm-hmm. like you have roommates or you have next-door neighbors, and it's just you can't so much control what's going on. Like, you just like that's your living space. Yeah. But I feel like almost now as an adult, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm almost getting to a point where, hey, you know what? I might just have to call the cops on these people yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, it's getting Ooh, to that okay. point where if it was like a one-time thing, like, all right, whatever, that, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But now it's happening like almost once a week, maybe even more than that. Now, right. it, before it was like in the evening time where it's like still nighttime and I could still go back to sleep and get a good rest. This is five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. What are you doing up at five o'clock in the morning arguing? Like yeah. you should be sleeping. <laughs> right, right, right. So I mean, I guess kind of the the age thing of it. Like, what's the difference? Like, is it more of where this is our homes? Because college, you know what I mean. College is kind of like, hey, look, we're all kind of living with each other, kind of mixing mixing spaces. But as more more of an adult, is it more invasive to have somebody do that? Is there more an expectation of? responsibility of like hey you have neighbors like i mean what what's the impact of it now where you feel like if it comes to that you may have to intervene from as far as like calling office or whatever the case i think is. i think now i i feel much more empowered to do to, to do something about it because before okay. oh empowered okay. yeah because before i i would you know i i had roommates who were either disruptive or just fucking annoying and, mm-hmm. and rude and i would just bite my tongue or i would mm-hmm. just avoid them mm-hmm. and I think that wasn't healthy because it just sort of stuck within me and it became more resentful. Now it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I I could clearly look to do something about it. Whereas like, hey, you know, I've let the office know already. Um, You know, they got like security guard that that goes around. But I think maybe next time I just got to, hey, you know, call the security guard. Like, hey, this is what's been going on. Mm -hmm. You know, can you just like, you know, check in on it if you can or Mm -hmm. be around or something. Like I I can feel comfortable and saying something or doing something about it now yeah i feel that yeah i think it's i I think if i was in that situation i've been in a many situation where neighbors a little bit loud and i think it comes down like a responsibility thing for me of like maybe that higher expectation of as an adult like yo chill out you know what i mean because if you're not if you're not doing that then i feel like it's more of a responsibility as like kind of the community in a way that's like hey let me let me say something because i know we always try to like say oh let's keep let them keep their privacy but there there is always crosses the line of Mm -hmm. like your issues are literally waking me up your issues are literally impacting my day so where do you draw the line in that and it's yeah, man, I've, I kind of feel your frustration. I want you to like, get that off on, on uh, mic because if people go through that, and I think sometimes the assumption is, oh, we just got to be quiet and let them do what they do. But I don't know. Sometimes you just kind of ask yourself the question, where you draw the line at? Yeah, and, and I also think about it also, it's like it makes me wonder because I'm, I'm usually the person where like I, I could tolerate uh, a certain extent. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, they've been sure, yelling, sure. like that's fine, whatever. And it makes me wonder, like somebody else, I'm sure had to have said something. Because yeah. like I... I don't imagine I'm the closest person to them because yeah. I hear them, but they're likely downstairs. Mm-hmm. So they have to have a neighbor there who mm-hmm. hears it more than I do 
But why is the neighbor not even saying anything? Because right. because that now at that point I'm just like, well, fuck. If no one else is gonna do it, like yeah. I, like I have to get to this point where I have to do it. Right, right. Yeah, man. The the apartment life. <laughs> you know. What I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Apartment life, man. So kind of going into the rest of these topics. Um, you I forgot I forgot what you said. You said this was the year of uh getting shit done. How the year of it? making it happen. Making it happen. The year of making it happen. I I I, I like how you said that because. I guess going into a kind of a short of a topic, but I actually had a New Year's resolution this year. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I'm not even big into New Year's resolutions, but I felt like this particular one was like I'm supposed to do it, right? Like not so. Oh, I'm just lose weight. Like no, it's like yo, I, I think I need to do this. And mine was very similar to your topic of yo, it's time to shed a new version of or the old version of me, and then moving forward with what I believe makes the most sense and just being very convicted in that. Like when you mentioned that topic, is that kind of like what you're getting at for yourself as well? Oh, hell yeah. It's just like, I'm not going to start to make excuses anymore of, Oh, I was going to do that. Or like, Oh, I plan to do that. Like, no, like let's, let's do it. Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm not, I'm not here to just, you know, BS anymore. I'm not here to just, you know, say I'm going to do something and not do it. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to say it, I got to commit to it and I got to find a way to, you know, take steps towards that. And I think that that's really what I felt with this podcast. It's just like, you know, it, I started to feel, and I think you started to feel too, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it became something that was real. Like, you know, it became like, it's possible. I right. mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we got to learn and that's fine, but mm-hmm. it, it's possible. And we work towards that. And I, and I feel like mm-hmm. if, if I, if this was anybody else who I was doing this with possibly, it, I don't think I would have gotten to that point mm-hmm. where I, I would have really taken those steps. Right. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. For oh you. yeah, okay. absolutely. Same here, man. I feel like it's a different conviction nowadays of where like, I'm not doing a podcast. Like this is how I kind of felt about it. Everybody's doing a podcast. All right, let me check it out. Okay. These are people, these are platforms now that have been created for people to really share some like legitimate ideas. Like most of my information at this point has been taken from the commute of listening to a podcast, 30, 40 minutes. And so I felt like, yes, yeah, I'm trying to break into my new year's resolution of just being my true self. Mm. It, like you said, it starts to just make sense after a while where it's like, you know what, let me actually try to get my, you know, just get my thoughts out of my head on a different scale that I've ever done that before. And why not try this podcast? I'm hearing so much. I'm learning from it. And that's kind of how I felt, too, is like, I don't want to do it, just do it just because, like, yo, I feel like I'm, I just need to get stuff off. And that's why I felt like I was so convicted sticking all the way through because my thoughts aren't trendy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have trendy thoughts. I have thoughts that really impact my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And there's a platform that even experienced that. And, and, the, and the great thing, like you said, is people are actually able to give us feedback People that we didn't expect to listen to it. Somebody that's like, oh, man, the way you said that is kind of making me think. Like, that is what is pretty crazy about it is that a year, year and a half ago, these are just thoughts in my mind that either I walk through the halls and, oh, whatever, or I go to sleep and, like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And now that somebody's able to have a conversation about that, that's what's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what makes it epic and exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, I definitely want to shout out, you know, our, our day one, um, Martin Bazua. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely been a huge supporter all the way since the beginning and, and really given us idea, given us, you know, different ways to figure things out, how to, how to work with the mic, how to work with software, how to, how to really um, put yourself out there. And, you know, I definitely appreciate him and, and all his support um, with us. And, 
And, and for him, like he he doesn't um, right now he's sort of stepped away from the podcast scene, mm-hmm. but he's more on the YouTube scene. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So his uh, his tag on there is MM Memoir. So you know, definitely check him out. He had a good, a lot of good skits on there. A lot of good things that he's doing. Um, he's doing like video blogging now, where he's like traveling to places and, okay. like, and doing like oh, commentary. Look at so, him. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's doing a lot of stuff, which is awesome, man. I mean, he's on the LA scene, so he's like, mm-hmm. you know, this stuff out there, like oh, without yeah. even trying. Mm-hmm. No, that's great, man. And that's what that's just a testament of like a lot goes into it. It's it's one thing to have the equipment, but it's actually a different feeling to have the discipline and commitment. Yeah. And like we said, we've been all over the place. We've tried recording when we're basically calling each other through the app of Anchor. And, you know, that wasn't the greatest sound quality, but it's just always finding a different way to do it was kept being encouraging because you listen back to it and like, oh, I can do better. Oh, this was a good topic. Let me evolve off that. And that's kind of just been the feeling that kept it going and hopefully it kind of brings more um, good things to uh, come this way. So, when you uh, so uh, one of the topics I want to relate to that is in the process of it, what is something that you learn about yourself specifically? Hearing yourself, um, taking feedback. What is thing? What is something that made it came to mind? Like, oh wow! Now through this process, I've learned this about myself. You know, I I think it it was a product of this, but also a product of this year for me is being considerate, but not being accommodating. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes along with just stuff with BS and, and, and being able to see BS for what it is and, and, and sort of being able to work well with others. Because mm-hmm. I think that was a challenge that I always had for me is like, oh, I'm always looking to be accommodating, you know, like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, that's fine. I, I could do it that way. Or like, yeah, it's cool. We could definitely do that way. And, and mm-hmm. I was okay. gi- I give up myself and, and sort of what I want or what I want to see happen and, and and i'm not at that point anymore like that's you know good. i'm, I'm not good. i'm not willing to sacrifice what i believe in or, or what i what i see to be um something i value you mm-hmm. know like I'll, I'll be considered like i'll hear you out that's not a problem mm-hmm. you know like we could talk about it we can discuss and but i'm not gonna like bend over backwards just to be like yeah yeah we should definitely do it your way yeah no that sounds good right. like no like i'm gonna fight for what i i feel like i want to try that's to wrong. do no, that's dope, bro. And I just even see that in person has been a, a good thing because it's visual. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's visual to just be able to stand on your own two feet and like just decide for yourself. So you feel like just through this process, that's kind of one of the main things that came out. I was like, yo, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And, and I, think, I think what's cool is that like the, the podcast, you know, it, it does give me that sort of ownership where it's like, hey, you know, like it, it's not necessarily I'm on someone else's podcast. Like this is our podcast. Mm-hmm. This is something that like, we know we're doing well at. We know mm-hmm. that you know it could be something great for others to listen to, and mm-hmm. we've we've heard that. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's what really gives me that confidence. It's right. like, hey, you know, like this is something that no one else can take away from me, can take away from us. Like, I stand by that. And right. if anybody else wants to sort of, you know, um, critique that without mm-hmm. really giving us any feedback or just talking mm-hmm. shit about that, like. Honestly, like, I don't care. Right, Because, right. like, I know this is what we do and we're good. And what's cool about that is that that's kind of the point of why you would change your mind to be more convicted. Because could you say that if not done or if done previous to how you were doing it, we probably don't even get to this point? Probably. Right? Because, yeah, yeah that's, how, how, that's how I've looked at it is that, you know, when I've taken a step back and be like, wow, I'm about to really make a decision for myself. I'm stepping into foreign territory. It was ownership in that and as things went well from certain situations others didn't go so well but when things have went well it's like that was the this is the product of that decision i made years ago or a couple months ago that it's like yo 
I can do this and what I'm seeing is because of the process of it. And that's what I've been able to appreciate. And like I said, and seeing in your story, but kind of similar to my own is that, yo, if I make a decision for myself and it, the product becomes what it is, yo, I actually kind of know what I'm doing here. And you mm-hmm. can kind of believe in that. And, you know, not speaking for you, but like I said, tying my story into it, it's created like self-motivation in mm-hmm. a way. And, Feeling how how much value that is while of like really being able to look at an old situation like, yeah, it really doesn't matter what they think because what I think inside, that's what's making the results happen. Not previously when I was thinking about somebody else's ideas and then results weren't happening right. and then blaming myself right. for it. So, yeah, that's been a magical thing to just see something carry itself out. Like um, we're coming to a point where. And it was funny because we kind of started off this thing like it's a sports podcast and yeah, we bleed into yeah, different yeah. things. But I do want to tie a sports topic. Um, as people will listen to this, um, the NBA championship has already been won. And it really goes back to our point as well is that to see how that team molded itself and internally sure believe that they were good enough to win that championship, to then that be the story that that – that's the only thing that matters. I think that's a, like a beautiful thing. And I think it says something for the just the entirety of what a process right, looks right. like, right? Kawhi is not that really that type of player. He's not going to be committed. But internally, there's a process, something that we don't see. And mm-hmm. then that is what we, you know, we pay tribute to. And I feel like that's in our own process the same thing. It's yeah. like, yo, what we've been doing behind the scenes is what's really making it enjoyable besides just the one or two episodes. Yeah, so yeah, and I mean, for, for people who may not know uh, specifically about, like, basketball or anything like that, mm-hmm. like, just imagine someone even in, like, a workplace who who is, like, quiet, keeps to themselves, and, and really is doing things more, like, internally or, or goes through their own process, but you never really notice what they're doing. They go under the radar, and, but when they put out results, like they're great mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. And and I see that in, in, in sort of the, the player we're talking about, Kawhi Leonard, you know, as part of the championship um, Toronto Raptors, because it's just like, you know, I could think of someone who we work with. It's just like, you know, they, they have this demeanor where it's just like, you know, they're, they, they keep to themselves and they, they know methodically like, hey, you know, like I, I know what I'm doing, I know all that. And then when they put out the result, like it's incredible results mm-hmm. and i think what was awesome too like the the coach of the toronto rappers like uh, i think you were mentioning like he, he came from sort of just humble beginnings yeah. where it was just like he was you know maybe a coach of a like a like a small small yeah. league kind yeah, of thing two G league team. yeah yeah like g yeah, league yeah. team and then I, I was i think i was also reading something too like during the g league team he, before he became a coach he was just the person who was there, like passing out water or something like that. Like he was just Crazy. doing like scrub work, and and from that, turning into that to get an opportunity to then go be a coach of an NBA team, take him to the playoffs and win and win like, against the Warriors against the Warriors, the the, yeah. the, the dynasty team yeah. of the of the generation. And I think all it really takes is to seize the opportunity. Yeah. Like when you have an opportunity, like you know you've trained and, and you've gotten to this point for a reason. Right, right. Once you have it, now you just execute. And that's actually dope that you say that because we have something coming up at work. And, you know, just projects and just little things that, you know, really test your professionalism and one of those opportunities that can set you off, right? Like we're trying to plan something that if executed well, yo, you you cannot take that off your resume. Like that's a, um, a good execution. But I feel like as I've been appreciating things differently and going about um my goals differently i'm not even too worried about the event because now that i've put so much emphasis on the process the execution of the day is just another day yep like 
I'm excited about the process that's happening, then the result is just the result. Yeah. Where I think that's kind of like maybe internally of its team to win a championship to that caliber is doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, of course we're going to win game six. But, like, the practices and the injuries and all the stuff that we went through at behind the scenes, that's what won us the championship that day. We just got to go execute now. Yep. And yep. just seeing things differently has almost created a different program in my mind in a way of like, okay, well, I know I'm going to finish the goal. How am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. It's been what's exciting nowadays. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I actually totally agree with that. Um, because I think in in comparison with that, with us recording, like just us scheduling, you know, us, yeah. you know, being able to plan a day out, you know, where we're going to go record, and you know, we record it. I do some of the editing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like you put the notes to it. Like all that stuff is, believe it or not, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's, it is. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, I, and I think I, I hope everyone kind of just you know, hears that and feels that as well from just kind of what we're doing because, like, genuinely, like, it's it's a lot of fun. Like, right. when you start your own podcast, like, it can be a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. especially, you know, if you if you work with someone who you, you click with and, and it becomes that sort of easy flow of a process, man, it's so much fun. Yeah. And as we look to grow, I think what I would definitely enjoy to do is try to bring people on that are just trying to share ideas, you know. As we're, we're just being humble about this, man. The more that we, you tag us, the more that we tag you, we're learning how these impressions work, and we're just trying to grow it. And quite simply, it just comes from genuine people actually being interested in what their friends are doing. So if there's, you know, I we know a lot of people, so if there's a space where, like, yo, you are a anything, and you want to just get an idea out there, ask us, man. Like, hey, I think that would be great for everybody to just kind of get on and just say, hey, look, this is what my process went. This after I think about uh, work or my 501 topics, yo, come come shout us out and maybe we can just have a genuine uh, discussion about it. Because every single time this process has been fun to do, somebody has always said, yo, that's relatable. Yo, I can, I can agree with that. Oh, I saw that from my own angle too. And I think that's what I enjoy the most about mm-hmm. it because I know I'm going to get it done with Charlie. We know how to talk to each other. That's the easy part. But when somebody is like, yo, that really connected, it's because we, we did pre-production. We thought about our topics. We talk about it beforehand. It's like people are connecting to what we really believe in. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been cool. That's yeah, what's been cool. Yeah. And one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, uh, I think I had you check it out once. Uh, it's called The Take Cast. And and the guy who um, who's on there, it was funny. He was doing an interview with another um, podcaster, and and the guy asked him like, "Hey, you know, like, uh, like what what do you see yourself as? You know, do you see yourself as a, ter- a type of person who like has a mastery of like one thing, or you know, oh, more okay, so, yeah. or, or more so like you just kind of um, like are, are are you know pretty good at, at like different things?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "You know what? Like, I, I feel like I'm actually the the second one, like being pretty good at different things, but the people who I bring on." my pod and do interviews with like they're the experts and I, I really bring them in to share about what their experiences are what their expertise is ask them questions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I, I almost kind of see see ourselves doing something similar where it's like hey you know like we we definitely invite other people who have like expertise and you know um you know different experiences or, or different processes because mm-hmm. you know something we always talk about is that you, we connect sort of mm-hmm. things that don't sometimes even connect yeah but it's like i can connect you know tie my shoe to you know playing basketball i don't know what it is but right right the like, discipline of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying because yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's funny is that we were just playing a little bit of horse and yo like, yo the key word is almost so it's just, but the funny thing about it is just like yo like it was like as you were doing these different trick shots right and I'm like, okay, he's starting to hit a couple shots, you know what I mean? Like, it was funny that I was locking in, and now that we're talking about this, I was locking it in a way I was like, okay, 
I got to do this presentation. Like, all right, stop bullshitting. I, I know what I need to do to yeah. make the shot. And it's just funny because, like, that's sometimes that's how it happens. It's like, yo, we're able to have that conversation of, like, okay, playing horse is also connected to doing a presentation. At least in my mind because I was like, okay, if he makes the next shot, I'm probably going to lose. I ain't trying to lose. All right, so let me just lock all the way in and do what I have to do. But, yeah, I think that's life in, in itself is that ideas come from just – I hate, hate keep beating the same word in, but the genuine conversation. Like I feel like there's really something to say about the the energy and something that you really care about, because it almost doesn't matter even what it is. If somebody really likes playing with fishes and that inspiration inspires somebody to be a I don't know go to college as you start to hear these random stories about how people are really gen, uh, being genuine, I feel like that's kind of what the whole point is. Is that Take something, put it out there, and just kind of have an understanding of like what else it can possibly mean. That's kind of like idea. I yeah, and I mean, um, you know how I like I like to connect things with, with music. And, okay. And so there, there's a um, a song that that you know I, I listen I, I listen to. It's from a musical that it it, it speaks to kind of what we're talking about, just sort of like being yourself. Mm-hmm. But it also the way they sing it and the the music that goes with it, it, it almost is like energizing and, and motivating and empowering mm-hmm. um it's called this is me and it's from the greatest showman mm-hmm. oh my god like the 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 basis of it you know is that um they're a bunch of um circus performers right mm-hmm. and, and you know like circus performers yeah, like they're not necessarily looked at as you know high quality people you right, got right, the, yeah. the bearded lady yeah, you got people. you know like you know more so they're deemed as freaks right mm-hmm. but this song you know, is, is sung by them and it represents them of like, hey, you know, like you can look at me however you want. You can sort of, you know, view me however you want or make fun of me, whatever. Like, this is me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And you, you take me for what I am. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll, I'll definitely put that in the, the link for this, nice. um, okay. for this pod because, like, it's so good. Yo, it kind of going to that. Have you noticed, and I hope this is something that's going viral, so to say, but have you noticed that people are starting to embrace the idea of who they are and failure is necessary. Is that just something I'm noticing or have you like noticed that on like just trendy music, mainstream topics? Have you seen that recently? I feel like I, I see it a lot more now. Um, and I mean, it's great just because mm-hmm. it, it is a, is a great thing to see that like failure is ultimately, you know, a, a part of everything that people go through. Mm-hmm. But um, like, do you see it more often now? I feel like I see it more often now. Yeah. Cause I like, even hearing, that song and just this is who I am embracing that like, I feel like as we are always taught that yo the other people's expectation have made me not be who I wanted to be and it takes me down this road of all this stuff that's not who I am I feel like the narrative at least on a mainstream level has been changed of like no be who you are accept who you are the failure is necessary for your personal process I feel like I'm super encouraged by that but do you feel like it's really hitting like that or only certain people picking up on that message I feel like even though it's more out there now, mm-hmm. I feel like it's still certain people. Still certain yeah, people. Yeah, people mm. pick up on that message. Why do you say that? I think it's also like where the person's at. Because oh, okay. if I would have heard like that message or, or that maybe like a year or two ago, I, it probably wouldn't have hit me like that. It probably would have been like, oh, okay, like, yeah, they're trying to say like, you know, this is who I am. You know, you embrace failure. Okay, that's cool. I'm good. Whatever. Like, mm, okay. I, I feel like, but now because I, I'm I'm in that developmental process and I'm open mm-hmm. to sort of failure and I'm I'm embracing failure. Mm-hmm. I, I I let it sort of be absorbed a lot more. Interesting. Okay. Well, hopefully the narrative keeps going out there because I think it's important. It's I think it's just getting back to a point of 
just keeping it basic. You know what I mean? I think as so much of a so much information and just technology and just issues that are thrown at us, I feel like almost a natural narrative is like, yo, all right, everybody, let's just keep this thing simple, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so much you can care about and worry about and cry about and join a a, a, a cause. It's just like damn like it can get overwhelming you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think what well, at least from my perspective is that the narratives are going back to like yo be yourself you don't have to be all these other different things it's just been that call out of like hey let's everybody just slow down and move forward and so that's kind of what i think when i'm getting but i would agree that's not a common thing i think that's something i have just been personally yeah getting but yeah, yeah and, ahead, and i think to to kind of uh, another example of kind of where we're also seeing that as well is that um you know, one of the presentation speakers that, that you missed was um, this person named uh, Eric Qualman. And mm-hmm. he was presenting about, you know, kind of the same exact thing about mm-hmm. failure. And, you know, his quote was, you know, fail fast, fail forward, fail better. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it the fact that fail is throughout that entire process. But it's almost like you have to analyze how to fail like you can't just like mm. fail and just like fall on your face and be like oh well fuck i failed like yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it that's but actually you, a really good point yeah but you got to fail strategically you know mm-hmm. you got to be able to acknowledge like hey you know what i, I did fail but at least i didn't fuck up too bad mm-hmm. you know like I, I didn't i didn't cost this this company mm-hmm. you know 50 billion dollars mm-hmm. i maybe cost them 100 bucks mm-hmm. but because of that i'm not gonna let that happen again uh, okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna now be able to fail forward because I'm now moving forward and thinking like, okay, how can I make this better? How can I not make this happen again? Mm-hmm. And that's how you fail better. You know what? That's actually cool because the book, you know, I told you talking yeah. about Mark Manson, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It, uh, it's a, it's a, a similar where yeah. he was saying, you're always going to have problems, but work to make your problems better in yeah. life. Like you're yeah. never going to get to a point to avoid your problems. You're just going to get to a point. I hopefully that you have better problems where he compared, you know, he was going into a lot of different examples, but you compare somebody, damn, I don't know how to pay rent this month versus somebody's like, man, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to send my kid to college. Like that's still a problem, but a way better problem mm-hmm. than, you know, covering mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. meets. And, you know, to your point, exactly. It's like, you can't just fail and just fail. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, learn from it, fail strategically. So make the next move from what you learn. But then if you fail again, at least you went forward. You know what I mean? Right, that type right, of right. thing. And, and I think okay, it, it okay. also comes back to the environment that you have around you as mm-hmm. well. Because if you have others in your, your, your circle or your support group where, they're, where they acknowledge you failing as, as being something bad or like, oh, you fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, or even like family members who may say like, oh, man, like, you know, how dare you fuck up like that? You know, like it, it's not healthy in that right, sort of way. Right. Like, you know, they, I think it's that now being able to sort of challenge that thought of like failure is this taboo thing that no one should ever talk about or, mm-hmm. or you know, it's something where you're never going to recover from. Okay. But you can. I mean, honestly, you, you really can. And, and despite what family or friends or whoever may say, like, you know, you, you find your way to make failure work for you. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What was the first failure that you were able to acknowledge and say, okay, that's really a fail, but it took me a while to acknowledge that failure and you were able to then move forward from there? Hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. If if you have one, go for it. I'm trying to think about it right now. Okay. Okay. 
it kind of just popped up to me as you were saying that. Was that good, though. You know, because I think you know, in in theory, like we try to talk about things that I think is just important to put out there. Like it goes through our head, so I'm sure it goes through somebody else's head. But you know, as even like a literal example of like the failure thing. You know what? I think I've said it a little bit, but I do think as I look back truly about what my personal experience was with failing forward, it was my football career. Okay. I would say that it was my college football career where I felt like I, I had this regret for a long period of time that I felt like I am never going to know the player I could have been. And I would say that as a young person of like, oh, yeah, this school and these people aren't going to give me opportunity. But as I look back at it is that I knew I wasn't going to try that hard. And that to me is a failure as I look back on it. It's like, damn, I spent at, at that time, it's probably like a year, you know, maybe a year and a half. Where I was like, I'm not trying that hard. And to have spent that much time because year, a year is a long time. I don't care what point in time it your life. It's a year's a year. And I was like, wow, I was really not trying that hard. And that to me was a failure because I think the results of that were things that didn't work in my favor. Always an excuse, always blaming somebody for like, ah, oh, that's because I'm in this situation. But it was an acknowledgement of like, you're not trying hard. And so once I realized that, that was something that kind of sparked my my moment of failing forward, so to say, where now that I'm trying harder, I was having habits of, oh, wow, like for a year I wasn't trying that hard. So I kind of knew how to get by but not try that hard. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to change that. That I think I just started moving forward in that regard because all of these things, which I think is important to put on, you know, just record these sort of things, is that a lot of times you won't be called out for it. Like you have to honestly be acknowledging of that. And that, I would say, was probably my experience of like, try harder, do better, and things actually start to change. I think for me, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, is in my process of beginning grad school. Okay. Because I think at that time I was still struggling with, you know, I still want to make my parents proud by going into becoming a medical doctor. And that was what they wanted for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, me trying it, me going through that process, like I know deep down inside, like, I, this wasn't what I wanted. This wasn't going to make me happy at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And so it, it became more of the realization like, well, how in the fuck am I going to be able to help people? Because that's really what I value. Right. But in a way where I, I find value in it or I, I enjoy. And, and so after, you know, going out from undergraduate and in that sort of period between undergraduate and graduate school, I I sort of had to step into a period of adulthood to make my own decision. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to tell my parents, like, I'm not going to be a doctor, mm-hmm. I got to have some fucking, like, good plan here yeah, or else they, or else I'm going to be, like, out, you know, not I don't say out on the streets. Like, my parents wouldn't do that. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, in terms of what, what am I going to do in terms do. of my career, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to figure out a way where how can I at least gain experience to know, hey, I want to move forward with – whatever way I want to help people. So mm-hmm. I go into, um, you know, a job of um, doing applied behavioral therapy with children with autism, right? Mm-hmm. So I do that for a little bit. And I mean, honestly, like, it takes incredible people to be able to do that work. Right, right. Incredible people with patience, with genuine heart 
to be an ABA therapist because, you know, children with autism, like they, they do have special needs where sometimes they can't communicate. Sometimes they, you know, they just have impulses where they can't control. Um, and and that wasn't a space that I felt like I could be successful in. Right, right. But I think that experience helped me to see that, you know, I I see myself more in a way that I can help people in mental health or in, in a way of talking to them or in a way mm-hmm. of just being patient with them or being a listener. And that is how I can help people. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge, even though I, I failed miserably at being an ABA therapist, mm-hmm. I saw like, hey, this is now the direction I want to go in. And, and mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to build myself on. So that I think that really what shot me forward into graduate school because Damn. I needed that for mm-hmm. sure to show me like, hey, you know what? Like, you're not meant to work with children, right, clearly. Right. You're not meant to work with children with autism, mm-hmm. clearly. Right, right. But there is a space out there for Damn. you still to help people in that in that mental health type of way. Yo, that's a really good example, bro. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really good example because I think that's exactly what that is. It's like... I'm going to do it, but this ain't it. But the reality of the failure is pushes you, in my belief, towards your purpose. Like, I truly think when we think about purpose, I think purpose is important because failure isn't a good example of purpose because it connects you to something like, okay, it's not this, but it got to be that. And I think that's a really good example of that because that self-awareness is an important piece. Like that's a really good example of failing forward because if you don't have that important piece of reflection, you can look at that as like, damn, I did so bad at this. Now what? You more like, I did so bad at this, but I know I'm better at that. And then mm-hmm. now I'm about to really push forward. And that's a really good example. And that's important, man. That's really important. I think that's probably a way I could have put it for myself as well. It's like, all right. I know now what I don't want to be because now I'm, it felt like I was being pushed towards it a little bit yeah. where even my lack of effort towards something was like, because this ain't it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know there's something more. Like, I was always that guy on the football team like, yo, a career doesn't sound bad to me at all. You know what I mean? I can't wait for this because mm-hmm. deep down inside, that's how that's how I always felt because when I practice, I'm like, man, fuck this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to be here. I'm trying to figure out how to move on. And that, yeah, that, yeah. Just kind of see how those examples relate. Now, but that's pretty good. Let bro. me ask you this: mm-hmm. Has there been a failure that you haven't gotten to that point yet of you, <laughs> of you wanting to fail forward, but you you know you like you want to get to that point eventually? Uh, that's a great question. I, I have one for me. And that's a great. So wait, say it one more time. So it's it's a failure in, in your mind. You know, however you see it. But you haven't found a way to make it feel forward or feel better yet. But you, you, it will get there eventually, I'm sure. But like, it, it's kind of in that stuck period. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> All right. Mine, mine's a little bit more touchy. And yeah, I, I was about to say mine was a little touchy too. But what, yeah, what you yeah. mean? What you... Mine, mine still kind of hits me, and I think it's it's something that I, I don't know necessarily. I want to get over, but I I, I I internalize it and I see it as a failure because. Hmm. Um, it has to do with my, my, my cousin passing away. Mm. It was, you know, during like this, this cousin was probably like one of the cousins I was super close with because I grew up with him, um, probably like throughout junior high, high school. And, uh, he was always there. I think during the time, like my brother, he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And so he was always there. He would come over and we would hang out 
And I think I, in, in those moments, you know, I, I sort of bonded with him in a way where it, he sort of saw me for who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is truly me. And, and I got to bond with him. And I got to see who he truly was as well. And, mm-hmm. and it was cool because, you know, and, and this is something that you don't know about me either. Mm-hmm. So um, I think part of why also, you know, like, you know, I'm a Laker fan, but I'm also, I enjoy the Clippers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it, you know, because my wife, you know, because she's a, a Clipper fan as well. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is my cousin was a Clipper fan. Mm. And so we, we went to so many, like, Clipper games, and so and we had so much fun. And I think I hold that still with me. Mm. Is that, like, you know, it's a part of me that is connected with him that I still want to keep, mm-hmm. right? And so the reason why like, I, I almost see it as a failure in my mind is because during the time that I was in school in Oregon, right, mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like it was like else, right? it was my first year in college, and then uh, I think it was like winter quarter, and I was you know because I was going to school out so far, I didn't have like money. Just like okay, you know, I could fly back whenever I want, right, or right. like travel back whenever I want. Like I had to be very selective about that. Mm-hmm. And during that time when I was up there, like I found out like oh he was sick, you know he was going through some stuff, mm-hmm. and you know I got a call like hey he's in the hospital right now, like he's not doing too well. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Like I can this something leading up to it? Like was it like a sickness, and he it was like progressing being worse. I mean, it, it it didn't. It wasn't so much like that. It was okay. more. It felt a little bit more sudden than that. Okay. And and I it was one of those things where I was like, man, like I still hold on to it where like I wish I could have done something. Like I wish mm-hmm. I could have been there with him during those moments because I was so close to him, but I I wasn't. Like, I couldn't be. You know. Yeah. And even though it was so long ago, and, and I know looking back on it, I couldn't have done anything about it. Right. But it, to me, it still feels like a failure. Wow. Yeah. And when you say it's hard for you to fail forward, you can't get over, you can't get over, what would you say the failure was? And, and this is probably the irrational part of it. Okay. It's just like, you know, me not being able to be there. Or even honestly be able to pick up the phone and, like, mm. call him. Well, I mean, obviously I couldn't call him. Like, he, he probably wasn't able to speak at that time or whatever. Right. But it was just, like, I don't know. Like, looking back on it, like, it, it made me realize, like, hey, I, I can't sort of take things for granted as much. Mm. You know, I can't take relationships for granted. I can't take, mm-hmm. you know, things that even though I'm, like, so far away, anything can happen in an instant. So I think it's, I think it's just more so... Being able to now, I guess, fail forward is kind of like, you know what, you know, the, the relationships that I have, who, the ones that I do hold true, you know, I, I now have limited friends, but I have that for a reason because mm-hmm. it's like I, these are true people in my life mm-hmm. that, you know what, like I, I just have to do more in terms of just keeping in touch with them. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that one. Yeah. Yeah, so the fail forward part is would would be having to get over. I guess I guess it sounds like something you're still trying to figure it out. But like the fail, what would be the fail forward? I guess compared to like the, the previous, like is it just being more conscious of being there for people? Is that, would that be the fail forward of like? I guess uh, the way I guess I'm 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 hearing it is the fail forward in this moment is to now realize that hey i can or cannot be there for somebody or i can do more i guess and then i'm gonna do more like is it that yeah, what it, you're saying yeah it kind of does feel that way where it's just like 
you know, being able to acknowledge, like, there are times where, you know, maybe I can't mm-hmm. do do it all, or I, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. be there for someone when I truly cannot be there for someone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I have the means to, or if I have the ability to stay connected with people, like, damn right I should. Right, yeah. right. Damn. That's heavy, bro. I don't know, man. Um, I, I didn't mean to get in like that, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be a recap. It's supposed to be like, yo, it's the end of the season. Now we got a couple more episodes. Right? Want to digest this. Um, I would say, man, without getting too specific to it, I would say uh, relationships for sure, man. I think I have held resentment in relationships. And this is like various people. But I think the resentment created my uh, created my what's the word? I'm always forgetting the main little simple word. Uh, um, God damn, what's the word? Pat on the back. I don't no, know. <laughs> I'm not tripping, but it created it created my spark. Let me just say that. Okay. I, I'll, I'll figure okay. out the word in a second. Okay. But it created my spark. It created my spark to where, all right, I was this before. Now I'm not, so I'm for sure gonna be better. But my resentment, and my anger. Is what I hold on to to keep keep it being a reminder like oh I can be better, but that anger has carried with me. Like I'm trying to look at it as the devil and the angel on the shoulder, okay. right? The failed experience was angel was like yo, you all right? You'll learn from this, whatever, right? But the devil's over here like yeah, you learn from this shit, but fuck that, you'll never do it again. So I'm like yeah, and I move forward, but that resentment is still there. So anytime there's an inkling of somebody resembling something that they try to previously put me in a box. I immediately get that spark of just pissed off, but I'm wearing it as a badge of honor instead of just like, yo, that's not part of the growth. The, mm-hmm. the anger keeps bringing me back to like, yeah, that's why all you, you're all going to see what I was really about, but I'm still focusing on what I don't care about. Chip on the shoulder. Uh-huh. That's what I kept missing. Chip okay. on the shoulder. Okay. is that? That's what it, it, it created that chip. So that chip that I carry with me is now, yo, my anger is supposed to be what I'm uh, supposed to be my um, positivity, but I just realized that it's not, and it's held me back in certain conversations. It's not let me. It's helped. It's prevented me from letting go of certain things, and it's like, damn, I still have to find a way to get over that. But it's weird for me because what I need to change is also what made me better, mm. and that's really hard to. For me, it's really hard to decipher because it's new. It's a new experience of like, wow, the things that I'm doing now are actually doing well. But it's because that chip mm. is fueling that. So how do I let go of the chip by still keeping the what the fuel is? Mm. Is what I'm struggling with. That's right. interesting because I mean, if you were because uh, I hear I hear this all the time with like sports. It's like, oh yeah, you know that player is playing with the chip on his shoulder, and you know that's what's really you know motivating them to do well or to be aggressive mm-hmm. and all that stuff like. But then, I don't know, the way they put it, it almost makes it sound like, you know, it, it's like a good thing. And, you know, that's a good thing that you bring that up because I think it it is used as a good thing. But I think if you really dive into the psychology of it, it can be a detriment. Sure. Because I don't think it's healthy to be pissed off all the time at everything, mm-hmm. right? I think it's healthy to have what motivates you all the time and that's what your focus is. But that shit can be... The, the chip can be the problem as well. You know what I mean? And that's where I feel like it kind of gets into for me is that I want the chip, but I know it's not helping. Because as I try to do something different, there's always that moment of, you know what? And here goes that, that, that example again. Now, thank you, chip. I'm about to go back off. Because going off 
helped me get to where I was at. But it's just it keeps creating a cycle, mm. and that's what I'm trying to figure out. But yeah, man, you made me think about that one. I wasn't I wasn't really prepared prepared for that uh, question. But so then, how in your case, like, how would you fail forward? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I don't have the answer right now because, and I don't know what you think about this. Cause I really don't have the answer. I don't know if my problems matter so much. Like, I almost feel like if it's helping me so much, why not just close a chapter on something and just move forward? Like, why try to fix some type of problem? Because I feel like I can fail forward with completely letting go of what it was and just starting from um, ground one. But literally speaking, that's not... It's easier said than done. Oh, of course, of course. But uh, I don't know. Like, do... I guess, shit, do I got to fail forward? I don't know. What What if... Like it, like yes, you you do sort of close that chapter and you move on to, to the next chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Like you sort of close that and move on, but you're still part of the same book. Okay, you know, like that 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 theme or or that issue or that character or whatever, mm-hmm. it can come up in that Could. book still, but just in a different way. But you never would have gotten that until you turned that page. I think the fail forward. That's a good point. I think the failing forward in that case would for me to be able to slow down. And say, oh, I'm getting upset. But harness why and and not get upset. Sure. And not sure. portray the upsetness, but almost harness the fuel that I get from it, right? It's like, oh, here it comes. But we're not mad no more. Now let me carry whatever I need to carry forward to do what I have to do. Yeah. But that's hard. It is hard. It <laughs> it's is very hard. hard. It's um I almost look at it like it's almost it's almost like an athlete that became such a legend for being an assassin or being a very uh, somebody have a chip on the shoulder, but having to use that same and having to use that same intensity to go be a parent or something mm. like that. Where it's like you only know how to be hard, but you can't do <laughs> right, you right. can't talk to your players the same way you talk to your kids. But how do you transition that same motivation, but just not be the the coach or the player, right? Yeah. And that's where I think it's yeah yeah. It's that's how I feel. It's like, well, this made me. I have to take a, a little bit of that away. How do you do that? Yeah. And that's what I'm still trying to figure out. All right. So yeah. So great topic. Super random, but applying it to the bigger picture. Like, how do we fail forward now as a podcast? Last question I had was. What feedback that stood out that it's going to help us move forward? So if we can take anything from it, like how are we going to progress from what we learned so far moving forward for this pod? Hmm. I think, you know, some of the feedback that we've gotten has really helped us to, to see that, you know, it's been a good product so far. Mm-hmm. And part of it also is going to be um, for us to fill continuously forward is to, I think, you know, now that we're trying different you know, places like we're, we're starting to see like what what works, what doesn't work. So that that's our way of moving forward. And I think, of course, this is going to be the better quality one. So if, if we could do this all the time, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> but right. if not, I mean, just kind of giving that uh, as a heads up to people. But I think also is being able to now dive in more into the career side because honestly, like that's what we're about. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we came here to do is to talk about stuff that we experience within the context of our workspace, but now being able to take it into a 501 lens of, mm-hmm. hey, what was it really about? What did we really experience? And, and how did we um, navigate through that? 
um, mm-hmm. process. And I think our, you know, it, it may become a really good episode was our last one about mm-hmm. the, the free career advice. It's like, you know, that, that's really what it is. You know, like we, mm-hmm. we give these things and perspectives and advice that mm-hmm. people could take. That, that's, that's awesome. And it could click with them, but it may not. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, we want to start to Understand get that. get so, some okay. perspectives about that because if we have someone who comes onto the pod as a guest and they're like, oh yeah, you know what you talked about last time? I didn't agree with that at all. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's cool, you right, know. Right, and and okay. I think now if we're able to add like a like a third guest person, mm-hmm. being able to have that sort of dialogue of like mm-hmm. people challenging us, people because I mean I feel like we think similarly in that, right, in that right. sort of way. But I want someone who doesn't think like yeah. us and, and, and inside of that what, what that sounds exciting. like because that's going to be a really good challenge and possibly failure for us where yeah. maybe we just have to see a different perspective yeah. ourselves. You know? like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. This person <laughs> schooled me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, don't doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I think to tie into that, the feedback that I got was um, the marketability of the production, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's one thing to record and be consistent, but it's another thing to, like, kind of see uh, who who do y'all who do y'all look like? Follow us, please. You know, <laughs> Professor D4, Bougie Bowtie. But, yeah, what do you guys do? What do they look like? How do you make this a more mass production where it's not just a voice, but putting a face to it? And it's not trying to make be celebrities necessarily, but... Yo, let's just see who's actually talking. Cause I even and it made a lot of sense when I got that feedback. Cause there's podcasts that I'll start to like listen to and like, and then like, oh, what do these people look like? Yeah. So not being able to do that with our own made sense for us, made sense for us as well. So that's what I'm looking to do. And like you said, bringing that next person in there, seeing what that's about. That's gonna be a great, amazing challenge. So it's, it's, it's so exciting. it's so hilarious that you bring that up. It's just like I mean, in case people don't know what we look like, like I'm an Asian dude, like yeah. skinny Asian dude, and you're <laughs> like a like a black dude with the, like a beard and yeah, facial yeah. hair. It's like, it, but then it, like I, I always think back now to that uh, thing that was on ESPN where oh, it was nah. like yeah, <laughs> where it was like an Asian dude yeah. and a black dude high noon high noon, high noon on, on ESPN, ESPN. Yeah. Yo, like, that's, that's what we look like that's what <laughs> we look like and it's funny like I, I, I can't pull it up right now but I'll show you afterwards um, like I saw like a podcast that is going to be, I think it's going to be released pretty soon mm-hmm. that also <laughs> as an Asian dude and a black person I was like Man, they just taking what we doing. <laughs> no, we might, that might be our community to connect with, bro. Know, just right? meet some Asian and black dudes. Yeah. And we're all going to podcast <laughs> together. So, yeah, man, we're excited, everybody. Again, every single thing that was mentioned, every DM, every text message was highly appreciated. The views, even if y'all just clicked it just to give us a play, like I said, it was all appreciated. Um, we're just trying to, trying to be consistent. That's what all we're trying to do. Consistency has seemed to work. Um, in our lives so far so we're just trying to see how consistent we can be with this any final thoughts before we take a break for a couple weeks bro uh, I mean I, honestly like know this uh, you know for me at least you know I, I love doing this and it, it's definitely a, a good fuel for the the work fire that you know we, we go through each and every day like it you know I, I think that whatever whatever we talk about, whatever things that we think about or, or find ways to connect, like it's stuff that I'm probably experiencing throughout the day, throughout mm-hmm. the work week. And it, the, the fact that I know I can get on this pod and, and talk to, you know, Darren about it, but then really be able to talk to people who are listening about it. it it's awesome just because yeah. it's like, th- I know that thought will be heard. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's never going to be for, forgotten. It's never going to be something that's going to be dismissed it's going to be heard. And honestly, sometimes people out in the world, they just need to be heard. That's, 
You know what? I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> that's sometimes we just need to be heard. And we'll cap it as that, y'all. All right. So, we'll catch you all next time, season two. Yes. You know, we'll definitely uh, keep you all in the loop when that's going to be. So check us out. You know, um, feel free to listen to this pod. Go back and listen to the past couple po- um, episodes. And really, you know, see what you think. And, you know, we're, we're all ears. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right. Thank you all for listening to the latest episode of the 501 Talk Series. This is Genuine Conversations with No Filters. So definitely catch us next time for our latest episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bougie Bowtie and Professor D4. That'll be it for us now. We'll catch you later. We out. Peace.